Welcome to the Cosmic Business Breakthrough Podcast. I'm your host, Sophia Palace, and this podcast is for soulful entrepreneurs who want to harness the cosmic power of astrology to elevate their message, unlock flow, and attract their best clients ever. Join me every week and get excited to discover how you can use the energy of the cosmos to get the business breakthrough you've been waiting for. Today, I am so excited to welcome back one of my original podcast guests, Christy Gray, for this week's chat about how the planet's can supercharge your business in 2023. Now, Christy is an amazing astrologer who is a regular contributor to Body and Soul, and she's also the host of her own podcast, The Cosmic Hotline. So this episode is so much more than a forecast. It's really a deep dive into the personal transits both Christy and I have experienced and what we're really looking forward to about the planet changes happening this year. And we're really focusing in on the business benefits we may all find in the movements, particularly of Saturn, Jupiter, Venus, and Mars. And we talk about how great it is to actually be able to plan again after the turbulence of the past few years. So I absolutely love this chat. I hope you do as well. Let me know what you think. Get comfy and yeah, listen up for this extra special episode on how the planets can supercharge your business in 2023. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Cosmic Business Breakthrough. Today, so, so excited to be chatting again with the epic Christy Gray from the Cosmic Hotline. We are talking all about how the planets can supercharge your business in 2023. This is a really interesting time for both of us in our businesses as we've just been having a chat offline. But tell me, what are you really excited about with this energy of 2023? I've really coined the term for the astrology of 2023 to be opportunities will exist everywhere because... There's this real lightness of energy, as we were talking about before offline. It feels lighter, feels a little bit easier. It doesn't mean it's going to be easy. I want to kind of premise that. But there's going to be more opportunities for us to pursue more fulfillment. And what we really desire, not what we think the world wants, but what we actually want. And I'm already seeing this even within myself. I've spoken a lot about how I spent a lot of 2022 doing rather than being. So I was like in the trenches, working, hustling, focusing on all these different things. Whereas I feel more present and intentional and am really focusing on being not just when I'm interacting in my business with clients, because I think I've nailed that, but it's more about how do I be outside of my business? Like how do I be in those moments where I'm spending time with family and friends and I don't feel like I'm being pulled in all these different directions? Does that make sense? Yes. Yes. I love that. But what do you think is the astrological energy behind that? Like what's the shift for you? I'm feeling it already with a couple of key planets and their transits is that 
The first one being Saturn moving into Pisces, like even though it's not there yet, it does represent the end of a cycle and will do right through in 2026. And so there is this real intentionality behind how you spend your time and energy. But then I think with Pluto moving into Aquarius for the first time since the 1700s, and then there being a real tighter, and and this is really going to set the scene for the next decade of this conscious consumption um, and how we spend our time on social media, which I also see those themes show up for Saturn and Pisces as well, and even Jupiter moving into Taurus. But I do start to see, like, how do we... How do we realize that it's we're not just in this world individually, like we're a part of a greater whole and how we utilize technology and how we decide to be present in the real world. And then kind of this last piece that I just highlighted with Jupiter and Taurus, like I'm really feeling that, that because I always think of Taurians as like they rule like this manifestation, mastery and money. They're so good at that. And it's like, how do we run a marathon and not a race, especially in our businesses? And so I'm kind of like leaning on, I would say those three archetypes as a real influencer of why I'm so excited for this year. Yes. So with Saturn moving into Pisces, that's obviously happening in March. And I just want you to reflect on what that's going to light up in your specific chart, just to give people more of an understanding of what we mean by these movements of planets. Like I've had this epic Saturn transit, the planet of not just restriction, but kind of restructuring and boundaries, all of that jazz hanging out in my 10th house of career and public reputation. So there has been a huge restructuring in the way I do business. But what is it actually activating for you in your chart? So my seventh house is ruled by Aquarius. However, Pisces doesn't start ruling my eighth house until I think 26 degrees. And so it's going to be traveling through my seventh house. So I felt this energy for a while But there's a real shift in my personal horoscope where, um, because partnerships have been in the spotlight for me, both personally and professionally for like, oh, the last 12 months anyway. But I'm starting to feel a real shift when it moves into Pisces with this relationship I have with myself, because I've spent a lot of time. Look, I'm really good at ticking things off my list to feel good in the morning before I set myself up for the day. I'm a Virgo. I'm all about rituals, but I've been doing exactly that. I've been ticking things off my list. Whereas for me, I'm really seeing a deeper connection with myself, but also the people that I connect with anyway. It's all about how do I um, feel like I am a part of a greater whole and I have been doing things a little solo not gonna lie I'm still single and I've been single for a really long time and so I've been really working on myself a lot of how I work welcome in partnership so my identity just isn't my business yes and a lot of people with that Leo rising energy have been going through that real rethinking and reevaluating of relationships because of that Leo Aquarius axis it's very much about refocusing from me to us like there is that balance on that axis of like what am I doing for me and yet what am I doing for us for me in partnership and how am I growing so that I'll be better in partnership or that I'm more able to accept partnership in the future and I've really noticed that with my 
Leo, rising friends and family and clients. That's been the major theme of the past year or two. And I guess, yeah, moving forward, we take all of that with us as Saturn moves on. It's like you don't just let go of what you've learned with Saturn. It's a longer term transit, isn't it? It's a longer term lesson. You consolidate that information or that learning and you move it into the next phase, which is what's really cool about understanding and working with Saturn. Oh, Saturn's the greatest teacher of the Zodiac. Like, hey, when you've had a lot of Saturn, you're like, Saturn can bugger off. I get it. I've had years like that where I'm like, can Saturn just move on? But I'm actually really welcoming the Saturn energy this year. I feel like I need a bit of that intentionality and that groundedness after such a big Jupiter year. So it's nice to really, I always say like Saturn rewards you at the end, like Jupiter rewards you. Like it's like this, this element of, um, you know, you put in the work, you're rewarded. Whereas Saturn's like, no, no, you just, you gotta wait until you've done the work. You just gotta wait because it's all about time, right? That's the thing about Saturn. It's the planet of time. So yeah, we just have to kind of, roll with it a little more and that's why we get so frustrated when we're having a satin transit as well it's like just hurry up already afterwards i think it is such a powerful lesson and a powerful transformation to have gone through as well i know that's how i'm starting to feel about this now as as satin's doing its final jaunt through aquarius i'm like okay now i can look back and i can see all of the things that have been restructured and where I've had to put those boundaries in place and where I've had to, you know, reconnect with that Aquarius energy of like, what's the greater purpose here? And that's really cool. That's something that we don't get to experience a lot. Obviously, Saturn only goes through Aquarius once every 28 years or something like that. So now is a good time to be reflecting on what we've been learning in that part of our chart. And, you know, if you can relate it to business for you, it was in your seventh house of partnerships, but that's definitely a lot to do with business partnerships, collaborations, and, you know, the way that you see yourself in those partnerships as well, and what kind of boundaries you have in those. And so we can look at Saturn for all of those lessons, wherever it's been hanging out in our chart. Absolutely. Look, I'm just going to welcome it as it starts to oppose my sun. So that's an important thing because you're a Virgo sun sign. As Saturn moves into Pisces, you will get that opposition from Saturn to your sun. And because it's your sun sign, it's also like, okay, where do I maybe need to restructure things about who I am, how I'm showing up and what my mission is in life? Because, you know, your sun sign is really closely related to where you're going in this lifetime. I'm 100% aligned to you and I'm already feeling it. Like even though it's not in that direct orb opposition, I started to feel that prior to Christmas where I was thinking, okay, this these dreams, these aspirations, right? The Saturn Aquarius at the moment, like where do I want to go? Where do I want to see myself at the end of 2023? And I was like, oh, who I am is actually not lining up to my vision. How do I close that gap? And it wasn't about, I think because I have been doing so much work on um, in my business and on myself through my own personal development is that it, do- it doesn't mean I have to like burn my life to the ground where I have done in the past when Saturn's been involved, where I'm like, oh no, this is like feeling like the carpet's being pulled out of under my feet. It's more being 
um, about how can I be more an intentional on a day-to-day basis so that I can step into that vision of my higher self and for myself more than anything else. And so it is, it's been very much about how do I um, ensure that my goals and my dreams are aligned with who I choose to be every single day. That is a beautiful satin reflection, isn't it? Just reconnecting us, recalibrating us all the time with who we're being for the long term and whether we're being authentic and in integrity with who we want to be. I think that that's a beautiful way to use satin energy in your business, like really reflect on it as, am I being who I say I want to be in business? And if not, what do I need to do to bring myself back on track? Like what is making me show up differently in this moment? Or what is the reason that I'm trying to be someone I'm not? And I think we're all in online business having this moment, particularly, you know, in the coaching industry. It's like, who is being in integrity with who they say they are? And do I align with their values? Or was I just following along because they told me they could show me how to make lots of money? There's this real recalibration in how we connect with people online, but in our businesses as well. Like, are these people showing up with the values that we believe in ourselves or are we just following along for the ride because we think we're going to get something out of it? Is this something that you've been feeling as well? Like there's like a bit of a shift happening in business? Yeah, it's so interesting because I only had a conversation with Jen King, who's the cosmic numerologist yesterday, and we were talking about um, she shared that the number in numerology for this year is seven and seven is Neptune. And so because it's associated with Neptune, she's coined this year the year of the guru. And it, it was interesting because then we had this big conversation around the coaching industry. And I think that people have become really savvy now. Like the marketing, the bro marketing we were seeing in 2020 and prior. Um, and I think it will only get louder before it just like fizzles out because I not like I'm not on TikTok. I have no desire to be on TikTok. I know it's great for a search engine, but you know, over there we've got some Gen Zs that are in the snowflake syndrome. Everyone's wanting to be seen. And then on Instagram, we've got the coaching industry where everyone's positioning themselves and as an expert. But what I love the most, especially as Pluto does move into Aquarius, is that we're going to start to actually see that again what smoke and mirrors, what do we really want? How do we align with our values? But, you know, in saying that being a Neptune year, we have to have a level of discernment about us because I think we're still going to have people um, try to give us this quick fix. And even on my on my website, in my copy, it says somewhere is that um, destiny is cultivated. Um, I, I, at the end of the day, you are your ultimate oracle and anybody that tries to sell you on the six steps to success, run in the other direction pretty much. Because at the end of the day, like people can promise you the world, but it doesn't necessarily mean that you'll receive that. Yeah, that's right. And Neptune energy is very much about, yeah, are we seeing the real thing or are we seeing what we want to see? And then Saturn comes along and shows us what's real and what's not. So, yeah, that's really exciting to hear that that's being reflected in other people's conversations as well. Like, I think that 
yeah, as you say, we will continue to see a little bit more of that coming up for us to recognize it so we can go, no, that's not going to work. We need to go in the direction of our highest values and what actually feels true to us as opposed to following along going, oh, that would be amazing. That sounds great, but not really grounded in reality, right? Yeah. It's like you need to be really clear. And I think this like leads into Jupiter moving into Taurus as well. Like you have to be really clear on your goals this year. You have to be, you have to have a rock solid plan. You have to be resourceful. You have to be able to um, think about what's going to be best for me, right? Because there is this tie to self-esteem and self-worth and our values and how we're going to be patient because Taurus teaches us patience and Jupiter can be a little bit excessive. <laughs> and so it's like, how are we going to master what we want? And how is it going to be that make sure it's the right thing for us too? Yeah. So it's going to be this really interesting shift when we go from Jupiter in Aries to Jupiter in Taurus, isn't it? Because we've had this really enthusiastic kind of Jupiter in Aries, although it's obviously been tempered a little bit because we have had a quite harsh Saturn in Aquarius. And like from my perspective as a traditional astrologer, where I see Aquarius as ruled by Saturn, not Uranus, Saturn in one of its own like home signs is much more stern than Saturn in another sign. But even having the square to Uranus playing out with Saturn in Aquarius squaring Uranus in Taurus, that has also created this extra like push-pull restriction, wanting to rebel all of that kind of tension that we've been feeling. And then we've had this Jupiter and Aries sitting there going, hey, hello, like it's time, like let's do some stuff. Let's get excited because Aries energy is really excited, enthusiastic, pioneering, like wants to take things in a fresh new direction. And we've still been kind of held up. But hopefully now as we move into like February, the energy will start to pick up and we'll be like, yes, let's do these things. And then we get a couple of months of Jupiter and Aries being a bit more fully expressed. And then we kind of hit the brakes with Jupiter moving into Taurus. Now, personally, I love that Jupiter's moving into Taurus, but that's because I'm a Taurus rising. So it's going to hit my first house and really, you know, give a bit of a cosmic boost in that area of persona, your own energy levels, that kind of thing can happen when Jupiter comes along to your first house. But what do you think it's going to feel like as we kind of shift through this Jupiter in Aries to Jupiter in Taurus transition kind of in that April, May zone? It's interesting because it's just such different energy. Like, to me, Jupiter and Aries is like, go after it, like jump in with two feet, think about it later, like let's just go. But then, you know, with Taurus being fixed earth and I think that there will be this, it will be a little jarring in the beginning is what I would say because we're kind of not used to that energy. But if we pay attention, and maybe this is why I'm so focused on intention at the moment because when you're intentional you're paying attention because I think with this combination is it will help you to ignite your inner wisdom and I think that's so important look not just in life but more importantly in business and so it is it's going to be a transition from like oh hang on a minute the brakes are on but if I can actually give myself permission to slow down and take a breath then it shouldn't feel as jarring 
Yes. And it's like, I think we might actually feel relieved that we have this opportunity to like recoup some energy because, you know, Jupiter in Aries, as you said, is really go, go, go. So there's kind of this feeling like I'm not doing enough. I should be going after it. I should be going and getting it. And if you feel like you haven't been going and getting it enough, when we get to Jupiter in Taurus, we'll be like, oh, it's okay. Actually, I can slow down a little bit. I can recognize what I have because Jupiter in an earth sign, particularly in Taurus, which is all about pleasure and a little bit of luxury, a little bit of slowing down and smelling the roses. Like that's that Taurus energy. So that might be actually quite a relief. I've heard it described as like a bit of a healing balm that because we've had this frenetic kind of energy from Jupiter in Aries coming into Jupiter and Taurus will be a bit more relaxing in some way, a bit more like, okay, let's chill. Let's put these plans into place. I think it's probably going to be like you said, it's going to be jarring at first, but then it's going to be like, oh, okay, slowing down. That's a good thing. But maybe this is just me speaking as a a more earth energy. Like, I don't know. I'm grateful when things slow down because that's more my speed. But for the Aries and the Leos in the room, it might be like, whoa. Yeah. I think it depends on what your natal chart's like. Because if I use myself as an example, like I wake up in the morning, I go right through until I go to bed. And that's just naturally me. I have so much fire in my chart. And And it's that Aries moon. You've got an Aries moon, don't you? Just go, go, go. It's a coping mechanism as well. You know, it's like, I need to take action. I need to like be working towards something, you know, even under pressure or stress, I'm doing something to get things moving, whether it's tidying my home or um, doing something in my business. But um, what I was going to share was that I took a week off prior to Christmas because this time of year is my busiest time of year. And I've never done that before. I normally just work right through and then I take some time after the holiday season And it wasn't until I actually gave myself permission to stop that I went, oh, I need to stop because I actually didn't want to take a holiday. And I had a family member that was like, no, like you're taking some time off. And good. Yeah. Amazing. But then when I actually was forced to stop, I was like, oh, okay, how I've been living is not sustainable, but I told myself a story it was sustainable, which is really interesting in itself. And so that's why I I would love to say we're all going to welcome the slowing down. But if I think about myself, even in that circumstance, I was like not actually wanting to. But I think it's when you do, and if you're paying attention, you're being mindful, it is very welcomed energy. So yeah, I think it depends on your natal chart. Yeah, for sure. I do think that the people with a lot of Aries or fire energy in general, the Leos, the Sagittarians, they're going to feel like, whoa, what just happened? And how do I recalibrate myself to this new speed? But I also think, you know, you guys have been kind of going hard for a while. And actually, I think this could be a really good thing because when you're able to just go at it and go get it you love it but you've also got to give yourself that kind of reset and recalibration time and afterwards you might be like oh that was actually really helpful that's how I'm hoping it will go for you (laughs) 
This is the beautiful thing of how you work with astrology, because astrology is a language and not a belief system, so it gives you perspective, is that rather than anticipate the transit, participate in your life, and by doing so, prepare for the transit. Just like I'm now, already, I'm thinking a few months ahead, I'm already feeling into that energy, I'm already talking to the people that I connect with, like, this is what's going to be happening, right? How can you start to step change in your life? Because change in psychology is one of the hardest things to do, obviously it depends on, you know, other things in your life whether it's your childhood programming or your natal chart and the dominating elements but what a lot of us tend to do is resist change and so rather than wait for it and and wait for that jarring moment is to welcome it and start to create some um, empowered change or empowered action in your own life do you want to know how to work with the astrological energy to plan for success in your business in 2023. Well, I have the perfect workshop for you. The link is in the show notes of this episode. I go through all of the transits that I talk about in my forecast episode, but in a much more detail. And I will show you, walk you through how to apply these planetary movements in your own chart for more business success. We talk about working with the phases of the moon. We talk about where these planet changes are happening for you and how to make the most of those opportunities. So check out that workshop. It is available on my website. It's very low cost. Get in there and plan for your success in 2023. Yeah, I love that idea of participating in your own transits, but also of just getting a little bit ahead of it, like going, okay, now I know this is coming. How am I going to prepare myself or how am I working with my own nervous system as well? Like what might this bring up for me and how am I going to deal with that? Like that is the beauty of getting to know more about yourself through your astrology chart is you find out your triggers and you know then when these things are going to come through that might bring stuff up that you need to be prepared to deal with so that doesn't completely derail your business or your life in general your relationship or whatever it is just so you can go okay this is coming now what does this mean how am I leaning into that energy how am I working with that energy You know, what support might I need to get to deal with that energy? And that is super powerful. Like when we have that self-awareness, then everything just is a lot easier, isn't it? Like without the awareness of astrology, do you think that you would have the support that you have now in your life, in your business? Hands down, no. Like even when I connect with somebody and even the people I've been working with for years now, I know it's so sexy to gaze into the future and do forecast astrology, but at the end of the day, it always comes back to your map of potential, which is your natal chart, because that is how the transits are going to be expressed. (laughs) And so, one, I wouldn't be the person I am today without the stars. And two, I always think anybody should always go back to their natal chart. Like I learned something new every single day about myself through the lens of my natal chart and astrology. Absolutely. And about other people too. I love having that inside knowledge. Like, oh, that's why that's happening because, you know, we have this aspect going on. But yeah, it's so beautiful to kind of have that awareness so you know what kind of support you need to bring in or when you might really need to 
add more self-care into your daily routines or when you might be ready to like go at it, like really go for it or something. It's so affirming to be able to plan that out. And I think, you know, for the past couple of years, we've all been so afraid of planning because everything seems to just go haywire as soon as we made a plan. And that's partly because of the astrology of the thing. Like, you know, we had, especially with that Saturn Uranus square, we had every time we'd build something, it would get broken down again by Uranus. Like there was that kind of sense of it. And now this is why personally I'm so hopeful about 2023 is we won't have that so we will actually be able to make progress without it being brought down again a few months later like what's your take on that yeah like um it's just really interesting because um I think that we've all had such different experiences but collectively we've been navigating the same thing is what I would say. And so I think too, especially, um, and I know we've spoken about this for, before on a previous episode, like um, you've got those fixed signs on the angles. And so anybody with those fixed angles or fixed signs, you really got doubt. Like, I'm just going to be honest, some really shitty hands where you did, you had to embrace change. You felt like you were embracing it and it wasn't quick enough. And, and that, that I think it was really tough for me to see as an astrologer like um I'll just use one example like all of the Leos I connected with last year like they were all having such a hard time because they were like like I don't want to surrender and they kept pushing the boulder up the hill and I'm like but you know by pushing it it's just going to make it harder right as an example and so I think that there was this, you know, I spoke to even some other people, like I, I remember speaking to Aquarians for another example, right, of, okay, let's surrender to this. And they're like, how do I surrender? Like, then we, let's intellectualize it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, whereas like for me, I probably didn't feel it myself personally, but then I also escaped right into my business. So I think that that was why I was able to like come off unscathed. And so it's not about bypassing people's experiences. My experience was just really different, but it's not that I wasn't privy to it because I saw it showing up with all of the clients that I was connecting with. So I think that some people had a really tough time over the last couple of years and other people just push through and it's just been really interesting to see how we now navigate you know we've had been given 2022 for me was a bit of a bridge year it was a new normal year it was like how do we kind of navigate now like you know even with those Saturn Uranus squares still hanging around but now we do we get to breathe we get to lean into that lightness and for me that's really exciting because I think even though last year I spoke a lot about it being a new normal year and, and navigating things differently, I, I think because we'd been so tainted from the previous couple, we didn't believe it. Whereas now, I think we can start to believe it and go, oh, we can actually like move forward now. Does that make sense? Yes, that's kind of the energy that I'm feeling. And it's not completely sunshine and roses, like no year ever is really. We have to have that balance of light and shade. And because that's just how life is. It's not that it's going to be a perfect year. It's that it is a different year and it is a year where we do feel that kind of heaviness shifting a bit and that ability to kind of step back into our businesses in particular and really go, okay, what is it that we're building here, that Taurus energy? Like, what are we really building? What are we manifesting? What are we creating in this world for ourselves, for our 
for our families or whatever it is that you are creating for, there is that sense of like, okay, it's time to build something. That is like what I personally love about earth energy, but particularly Taurus energy is like you've said, it is a real manifesting energy, making things manifest, making things real and taking it from the vision of, you know, where we've had Jupiter in Pisces in 2022 and taking those visions that we had of what things could be like and now putting them actually in place, especially in those parts of our chart, wherever Taurus is in our chart. So, yeah, that's, I guess, another way. The planet Jupiter is going to supercharge things for you in 2023. Now, I want to talk about a tricky one, and that is Venus, because we normally think of Venus as being this lovely, juicy, pleasureful energy, and it is, you know, it's all about love and beauty. This year, though, we are going to have a Venus retrograde, and it is happening right in the middle of the year. (laughs) And it is, you know, Venus retrograde is a 40 day transit and we have the shadow period either side. So it's like going to be impacting us from what June, end of June until October. That's a long time. So I would love your thoughts on what this Venus retrograde is going to do for us in business in particular. Well, first up, I was born during a Venus retrograde. Venus retrograde. (laughs) You're like, yes, (laughs) I'm here for this. The world catches up to me. (laughs) Yeah, look, Venus will. It'll be retrograding in Leo. And so thinking of this combination, I think that there is going to be some really key themes around passion and creativity and fulfillment. What brings you joy and fulfillment? And that's really important in business, especially too, like where do you play to your strengths? Are you working with the, the clients that you want to be working with? What brings you joy? Again, because if we think of the overarching themes too with the outer planets we've been talking about too, it's like, you know, if you don't like getting bogged down in the systems and processes, do you have the ability to outsource that? You know, how can you shine in the areas of your life that you want to? Also, too, like there's this element of making sure you're aligning with the right people as well, because Venus is our relationships. And so it is, again, and especially with Leo thrown in the mix as well, we can, you know, that low, low vibration expression can be, you know, high and mighty and getting, you know, wanting to like get on your high horse about something, but it can also be deeply passionate and heart-centered there's duality with everything in astrology but I think that they're the two themes I'm seeing the most and I'm sensing the most from for what I'm kind of like thinking will start to play out it's just more about like what are you really deeply passionate about and are you especially in business and are you making sure that you're spending your time and energy with those things that are important to you and if you're not how can you change it so that you can chase a more fulfilling life as I have said in my in my own forecast episode that Venus retrograde is really going to ask us to question our relationships in business. You know, as you said, is this serving me? Is this who I want to be hanging out with? And also our own self-expression with Leo being that all about how we shine as well. So am I being the most fully expressed version of me in my business or am I holding myself back somewhere? And I think with a Venus retrograde, you really, and just as we have experienced with this Mars retrograde, when it's a personal planet, we really do feel that shift 
a lot more than we feel the outer planets. So once Venus goes direct, you know, in late in, in September, but more, you know, we'll really feel it more in October as it comes out of its shadow. Things might look very different for you in business. I mean, for, for us in general, do you have that, that vibe as well? Like whenever we go through these kinds of retrogrades, like Mars or Venus, it's a really like a chance to, well, redo a big part of our personal life like it's it's really affecting us in a in that real personal way yeah absolutely I think it's gonna be really interesting to the lead up to this retrograde because when I was actually like looking at like what's the dance between the planets especially Mars and Venus and Mars and Venus will be in like a five degree orb of each other for like like from mid-June right through to mid-July. And so, and that's before she retrogrades. Sure, she's going to be in a shadow period. But I think the dance prior, I think we're going to get like a bit of a hit of what are we really deeply passionate about? Because normally yeah, when these two combine, very own, passionate. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Surge of energy of like, what am I going after? But then mm. there'll be, it's almost like, I would say be really mindful of what you take action on because you may change your mind during the retrograde. Exactly. Yes, there is a big caution around redoing your brand while Venus is retrograde. But it is that opportunity to really sit with it. And as you say, like reconnect with what am I passionate about? And is this coming through in my business? But don't necessarily take action to completely redo your entire business brand until after Venus goes direct. Well, like on a personal level, it's normally when someone cuts a fringe and then they like yeah. afterwards. Oh my God, I've done that many times. <laughs> like, why? You're like, why did I cut bangs? I know I didn't like bangs, but I did it anyway. And but like, I did it. So just take that same yeah. concept and apply it to your business rather than take action, get curious on it. Does your business eat bangs? Probably not. <laughs> yeah. Or don't get that tattoo on a whim during Venus retrograde. Like, you know, yes, just, just be a little more cautious about what you're doing with your personal presentation or your business branding. As you know, like you were born during a retrograde I was wondering Mercury retrograde. I mean, Mercury retrograde happens often. It's not as uncommon as having that Venus retrograde energy or the Mars retrograde energy. But I think retrogrades are really powerful times of self-development and not to be afraid of them, but to embrace that time of like, okay, this is this is going to be a really cool reflection on this part of my business or my life in general. Like what, where is Leo in your chart and how are things getting kind of redone? I always think of, yeah, retrograde energy is like a recalibration. Yeah. How are we, how are we recalibrating in this part of our chart? And particularly because it's Venus, how are we recalibrating in terms of our values, in terms of our relationships or partnerships, in terms of our self expression or in terms of our presentation, our aesthetics in some way. I think it's awesome. What do you think about retrogrades? Yeah, look, I always say that retrogrades are an opportunity to retrace your steps to aim for mastery. I use this analogy of a video game because uh, I was a big gamer as a kid. Any type of video game, you know, whether it's I don't know. I'll just use Crash Bandicoot, for example. I always tend to lean okay. on that one. <laughs> Even if you're not a gamer out there, is that what can happen is you speed through the level because you're wanting to move on to the next one, right? But 
what retrogrades allow us to do is they allow us to restart the level and achieve all of the gems or get all the Wamba fruit if you're playing Crash Bandicoot so that you can then have a perfect score at the end. And if we are constantly speeding through life and we're constantly moving on to the next thing, whatever the retrograde is that's occurring, it allows us to retrace our steps to aim for mastery because we can be so quick to speed through life that we can actually miss the magic and the gray or miss the gems that we should have collected along the way. And so whatever they represent, they give us this opportunity to take a breath and go, that thing I was chasing or that finish line I was getting to, is that actually the destination that I was working towards or is there an opportunity to kind of take a different route? Yes, such a cool analogy with the gaming stuff. Love that. It's so funny because my kids on the school holidays, they finished a game. It was not It was not Crash Bandicoot. It was actually a Marvel, Lego Marvel game. And they got to the end and then my son was like, now we have to go back and go and fix up all of the mistakes we made. And I'm like, this is so interesting. I think I would have just kept going to the next thing. But I'm really impressed by his, uh, you know, retrograde kind of focus. Like, let's go back and fix it up. That's a really cool thing to do because we do tend to, like, rush through things and miss a lot on the way. And just because we're talking about this, I just want to reflect on Mars retrograde given that we've literally just come out of it. And I think, yes, (laughs) we're all high-fiving, all of us. Obviously, this is great, but this isn't, you know, Mars Retrograde isn't going to play out again in 2023. We're through it. That's awesome. But what are you doing now that, you know, what did you learn about yourself, about your business through that Mars Retrograde? Because I know for me, there were some massive lessons in that. Well, it was transiting my 11th house and passing over my North Node. (laughs) So I feel like since Scorpio season, if I'm really honest, I had epiphany after epiphany after epiphany, which tends to happen for me as Scorpio season kicks in. You know, we've um, got, well, this year we had Mars retrograde and then we were kind of building up to another Mercury retrograde. And I was just like, it was just one thing after the other. And I think the biggest thing for me was the direction that I'm going long longer term like there was this element of tying into everything I've really shared already around fulfillment and what's the direction I'm heading in because the direction I was heading in and and am heading in isn't wrong um, because it's been the same but it's like how do I evolve it how do I finesse it how do I get even more crystal clear on it but at the beginning of the retrograde I was just attached to my phone it was so weird. Like I just could not get yes. away from my phone. I was doing And that's scrolling. such an eleventh eleventh oh. house thing, isn't it? I was accessible twenty four seven and so it was good when I went on holiday, first time in over four years, I switched off from social media for more than a day normally I have one day a week where I like delete the app because I delete the app before I go to bed. So I delete Instagram every night before I go to bed. So I don't. Every night you delete it. Yep. Like you you delete it off your phone. Totally. Yep. Yep. That's such a cool, cool idea. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't reach for it in the morning. So I work through my self-care practices, 
but I delete it mm. one day a week where I don't go on it. And I mm. was like, oh no, I need more than a day here. And it was good because it kind of allowed me the space. And it's actually really interesting because I was, I'm so into like entrenched in psychology concepts and personal development. And we mm. think as human beings, we can change habits, but we actually can't because what tends to happen, we can replace habits with new ones. But yes, if we, we have to replace them. Yeah, we have to replace mm. them because if we don't, we'll just divert to the original habit because that's just how we function. And I was like thinking, oh, how do I replace a new one? And so what I've been doing is ever since I like had this like little social media detox is that I only yeah. spend an hour on social media every day now. And once that limit's done, it's done. That's it. That's, that's kind good. of what's showed up for me. <laughs> what about you? Yeah, that's so good. I mean, I had the Mars retrograde was in my second house of money so personal finances and self-worth and your own you know the way you generate your own resources and I just found I was all over the place in terms of like my pricing my offers I just couldn't get myself into consistency around what I was like I knew there was like, there was that higher concept of what I'm selling, but it was like, oh, I'm going to sell this and I'm going to sell that. And I'm going to sell this. And there was a delay, like a bit, often a big delay in the money actually hitting my bank account as well. Like I found it was like, literally, I'm like, this is really weird. Like there was Stripe delays. There were PayPal delay. I was like, what is going on? Oh, that's why. <laughs> you know, like it was just the most bizarre thing, but not bizarre when you know what's going on. Like you go, oh, okay, cool. That's happening. But it was really for me that whole, yeah, resetting myself around what I'm offering, where my prices are at and how I value myself in business. But also like you, you obviously reflect personally on, on how am I valuing myself you know, what are my values, all of that stuff. And with the second house is, you know, Gemini is my second house. You know, there is that sense of the jack of all trades, like, oh, I could do this and I could do that and I could do the other thing, you know. And it's really like a retrograde energy allows you to go, okay, you could do all those things, but what do you actually want to do, you know? Uh, what do you actually want to focus your, your time and energy in, on, Mars, in this part of your chart. So I think it has been a really quite a challenging time, but it's also been a really great self-development time. So I think we won't see the real benefits of, of what we've done through this Mars retrograde for a few more weeks, or even until actually Mars moves out of Gemini in a couple of months. And then we'll be like, oh, now I get it. That's what was happening I'm kind of excited for Mars to move into Cancer even, like even though that's not its favourite place to be. But, like, you know, like just, you know, because it's been, it's been in that second house. I mean, for you, it's been in your 11th house or for such a long time. It's like, okay, let's move on. But at the same time, you know, it's all about timing and obviously we need to, this is an important part that needs to be re- thought and recalibrated restructured all that's all that good stuff it's always like the lessons you you learn the lesson you integrate 
you keep yes. moving forward, there's a lesson, you integrate, mm. you keep moving forward. It is, it's this, the cyclical nature of us as humans, but also working with the cosmos is that like there's always another transit or another activation, as I call them, around the corner. We're never behind because there's always something else that's going to test us to up-level or encourage us and go, hey, <laughs> go off and like fly. <laughs> that's it. And yeah, and that, and that integration happens now. Like now that we've been through that retrograde period and Mars is going forward now, now we're integrating those lessons that we've just learned while yeah Mars was going backwards now we can yeah integrate and move forward and hopefully you know with all of the planet changes that are happening in 2023 we can feel that real sense of momentum again as opposed to feeling that a little bit of that stagnation and that kind of restriction or that challenge that we have felt for the past couple of years and particularly for the past couple of months while we've been dealing with this Mars going backwards, Mars retrograde, and that does affect our energy levels in general, particularly if you're a, a Mars-ruled chart or if you've got a lot of Mars energy. Thank you so much for sharing your beautiful insights today. As always, love having you on the show, and I'm sure we will do this again soon. Thank you so much, Sophia, for an enriching conversation, but more importantly, I always love jamming out with you and talking all things star stuff. Thanks for joining me on the Cosmic Business Breakthrough. If you'd like to learn more about what I do, head to sophiapalace.com or follow me at sophiapalace over on Instagram. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, I'd love for you to take a moment and review the show if you found it helpful and share it with a few friends. Thanks again, and I'll speak to you next time.